when you're creative and you're sensitive, life can beat you up a little bit. I think it beats everybody up, but I think we can beat ourselves up, can't we? And we have to stop and learn that actually, if we just allow the space, our bodies, our minds, our brains, they're so much more intelligent and fascinating and capable than we sort of consciously give ourselves credit for. For some of the most pivotal years of my life, tears were tucked back and hidden behind a masquerade of being tough. Being a warrior, someone who could hustle, work hard, and get things done. But it wasn't until I started to get more in tune with who I really am that things took off in my business. Welcome to I Might Cry, a podcast exploring how heart, mind, body, and spirit are all deeply woven into the way we do business. With guest interviews from experts in business strategy, therapy, emotional intelligence, the human body, and so much more. I'm your host, Elizabeth Marks of Almond Leaf Studios. I've been capturing luxury weddings around the globe for decades and now have the privilege of educating others on how to build and grow profitable business doing what they love. I'm on a journey of self-discovery, of becoming more of the uniquely beautiful, messy, and complex human that I was created to be. And I want to invite you to do the same. Join me on this adventure of uncovering the walls we've built that keep us stuck in patterns of limitation so that we can journey into living life with arms and hearts wide open. Let's venture into this together. I'm so excited to have you on today, Jill. Jill, why don't you just jump in and introduce us, tell us a little more about who you are and how we know each other. Okay, sure. Thank you so much for having me. My name's Jill. I am a wedding photographer. I have been a wedding photographer now for 14 years. And I found you, Elizabeth, through a really hard time in my life about a year ago just now. And it was just the strangest thing. Our stories kind of were very similar, but they had slightly different sort of elements. But there were things that I really related to in what you were doing. Um, and really, you were like an answered prayer. I, I had had a sort of tough time and your course came along at the perfect time for me. And since then, I've really enjoyed getting to know you and doing your course and leaning on you a little bit at times. Your support has been like unbelievable. So yeah, I've never done an introduction for myself before. So no, really this is great. <laughs> no, this is great. Thank you so much for taking the time to do it and to be on here. What I really wanted to do is kind of begin the conversation, just kind of sharing a little bit about your journey. But the the real heart of the conversation that I want to have is really about how empowering it can be to feel more in control of your numbers and understanding the trajectory of your business. Because I think your story was very similar to mine, like many years ago, where I just felt like everything happened to me, like people booking me or clients that would come to me. It was all kind of happenstance. I didn't really have a clear system or strategy for like how to actually do that. And so I feel like watching you transform into this person who's just, you're so amazing at just keeping track of the numbers and really tracking like what's going on in your business and feeling how empowering that has been has just really shown through and really caught my attention. So I thought maybe we could kind of begin the story. Maybe you can kind of, let's go back like what was life like when you joined and how aware of your numbers were you? What were leads like? Any Anything like that that you want to share? Okay, so <laughs> I was terrible with numbers. I'm one of these kids. Oh, I'm a grown up now, but when, when I was younger, <laughs> I always believed that I was rubbish at math. So I think when you're creative, 
and our culture can be a little bit like that as well and, and it can sort of separate girls and boys and tell them what they think they should be good at and I got a lot of messaging when I was younger that I was so creative and so arty but maths was something that I shouldn't really you know and I, I had a capacity for it I just found it harder it just didn't come as naturally to me so yeah, I started a business and I did a business plan and I, I, you know, I had a rough idea of what I was doing, but no one, I think when you begin to be a self-employed photographer or anything like that, no one really hands you a book and says, oh, here's how to do it, by the way, you know, and even if you've got people in your life who are really supportive, they don't necessarily have the knowledge or the experience themselves to sort of sit you down and say, well, here's where you need to start. So when your course came along and I, I, the first thing on it was knowing your numbers, it just it just kind of totally blew my mind. And actually, when I started to sit and, and work out all my costs and bring it all together and sort of sort of recognise the real value in what I was doing, it gave me a, a kind of base level of confidence that I hadn't had before. And there was a couple of things, two things. One thing that you said was everything's workoutable. That's always stuck with me ever since. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that apply both personally and professionally in your life it's a great way of calming any nerves or anxiety or you know anything that kind of creeps up if you just have little mantras like that it can get you through and then the other thing was knowing your absolute bottom number and knowing mm-hmm. that you can you shouldn't drop below that I think what it did was actually weirdly it changed how I spoke to clients it changed how I addressed them and I think people pick up on that and they respond to that, you know, and that ends up, it, it still amazes me a little bit now, even a year down the line. But when you get people who just go, yeah, absolutely, that's great. That number's fab. We'll just go with, with you. And they don't question it and they don't really even take time to sort of, they're, they're not like price shoppers. They're in, in mm-hmm. it for what you're doing and they see the value in that. And so the, the price that you're charging doesn't surprise them. That is just an amazing feeling. So it's been like everything is, you know, never an overnight change, but I think sort of daily consistent effort and and kind of going in the right direction and having the right mindset, it builds your confidence a little bit at a time. And then as the experience comes along and you get the data and the numbers, you start to read what that's telling you. And you also don't feel as responsible for everything Mm -hmm. as you maybe did before. And you don't blame yourself if there's a dip. Or, you know, there's not so much like personal shame, <laughs> yeah. kind of, you know, all locked in in it because you're like, well, this is just a business and it's sort of ticking over on its own and here's what works and here's what doesn't work. And really what it did was it took me from a mindset of knowing that I had a talent, knowing that I had something to offer people, but kind of just shooting in the dark <laughs> to kind of knowing how to read the marketing, knowing how to do, my, let's not even start on marketing (laughs) and my mindset towards that I was like oh disgusting what a horrible thing and now it's like everything's actually just a little experiment really Mm -hmm. which is so nice because that correlates really well with my personal life and my health and everything else you know now I tell people quite often that I am just a daily experiment you know and and it's it just lifts everything it makes everything so much lighter and so much more steady it makes business more fun, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> like, it does. If it's not like Absolutely. my failure at this one thing doesn't all of a sudden become like all about me and like all the shame yeah. and what that represents in me that I'm not worthy or I'm not good enough or, you know, whatever lies we might tell ourselves. I think when we can kind of make that shift 
it really does change everything. I love hearing you share that. I got goosebumps just when you were sharing it and like started to almost cry (laughs) Uh, because, (laughs) because I'm just thinking that like, that was my, that was my journey. That was my story too. And that is the only reason that I teach this stuff. I am not, I was an art major. I was totally that like creative brain that like didn't same thing, like not great with math, not good at numbers, just don't care about them and wanted to just ignore them. And honestly did ignore them for a long time. And I think if I had had a system or a tool set earlier in my career, I probably wouldn't have gotten to the rock bottom that we did. And it probably wouldn't have experienced, you know, the, the level of loss that we would have, because we would have seen those numbers coming a lot sooner. We would have had the awareness happen because we were tracking what's going on in our business. And so I love hearing you say that because it's one of the reasons that I'm so, so passionate about it because I'm like, if I can just help one person, like not, you know, go through some of what we did or to be able to feel empowered, to let business be more fun instead of letting it be this like all consuming, suffocating thing that happens to a lot of us in entrepreneurship because we get into it. We are so passionate about what we do and we have the skill that we know we're good at. But then, like you said, nobody's ever taught us the numbers. Nobody's ever taught us how to, to run the back end of a business without just having it be all consuming. So let's kind of pivot a little bit. Tell me a little bit more on a personal level. I know you've, you've agreed to kind of share about this and we've talked about this beforehand for anybody listening. I'm not just putting her on the spot, but I know that for you, you know, your not just mindset, but like even physical health, like all of it has been so interconnected and, and woven together in your journey. And I think that's another reason that I've just been so compelled and drawn to you with how your awareness of that too, that it's not possible to separate physically what's going on. What are your physical needs? What are your emotional needs? What are your mental needs? What are your spiritual needs? How are they all playing in a role in how you operate and show up in your business? So do you want to share maybe a little bit about your kind of health journey specifically? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) It's funny because two words keep coming into my head as we're talking and as I'm listening to you just saying, one of them is strategy, which is like a strange thing. And the other one's completely gone. It'll come back to me in a second. But the strategy thing is like, that's what the course gave me for my business. It gave me a strategy that when I could see something coming or dipping or rising, I knew what worked and I knew what I could fall back on and I know what I can do. And that gives you a certain amount of security. And that's what's so fab about it. And it's the same for me now in my health and my personal life. So when I think about it, the last 10 years has been like the craziest journey for me. I started to get unwell when I was 25 and I didn't really, it kind of crept up on me. Balance, that was the other word. <laughs> <laughs> and it was weird because I was listening to one of your earlier episodes and I think it was the one I see Jess, who was talking about health and wellness and she was speaking about when she met her husband and how he asked her, you know, how are you? And he was the first person to come along and ask her how, how she was. And I had a, I really, really relate to that because when I met my husband, I was 24, 25. And um, I had been through a lot of sort of trauma when I was about 18, 17, 18. Nothing really massively different from anything else anyone else would experience, you know, just things like a transition to university, breakup of a first serious relationship, all four grandparents passed away but it all happened in the space of sort of you know six months to a year and it was really sudden and we had just moved into a new home that my parents had built from scratch and so they were dealing with their own loss at that time and so I felt very alone and what because of my nature which I now understand to be I am a highly sensitive person 
I had taken it really hard, like really, really deeply, and it had really thrown me off. But instead of processing it and speaking to someone or finding a way, an outlet for it, I had just sort of bottled it all up, you know. And so sort of five, six years later, when I met someone that I felt completely at home with, stuff started to happen physically. I started to have symptoms, pain, ache, aches, um, really bad sort of allergic reactions to things, poor sleep. And I really struggled with my energy levels. And then I got married and uh, that was wonderful, but at the same time, hugely stressful and a bit, very overwhelming. I found it a very overwhelming time in my life. So eventually we were just like, okay, something's really not right now. I wasn't doing well at all, but I was functioning. I was like highly functioning. I, you know, and I put a lot of my energy and time into my business. You know, I don't know, maybe because it was the one thing I felt I had some control over or one thing I thought I could be sort of like okay at and good at. And, you know, when my health and physical self was sort of struggling. So I went on a bit of a journey. Sorry, it's a big long story, so I'll try and cut it short. But went through all the traditional routes. I kind of met a lot of dead ends and we discovered that I had sort of like multiple cysts inside my system and things that were sort of sitting benignly but affecting my overall health. And doctors just were kind of like, oh, we don't really know what's wrong. We could give you this pill if you want and, you know, that might help. But I was very much like, no, that's not what I want. I want to figure out what's actually going on. So I found an amazing doctor who is a, an MD herself. So she, she's been through the whole system and she's a nutritionist and a functional medicine doctor. And she put me through all these root cause protocol tests and, you know, we got to the bottom of it and we discovered that genetically I have a predisposition to extremely low potassium levels in my blood. And it must run in the family because my mother and my grandmother and her mother, we've all had similar type symptoms. And it's a bit like what Brooke was saying about being a highly sensitive person and having a, a nervous system that's designed a certain way. So you're kind of prone to trauma affecting you in a certain way and then you're you're prone to exhaustion and burnout and all this kind of stuff so I ended up serious adrenal problems and the doctor said to me if I hadn't come to her when I did there was a risk that I would have had a massive stroke or you know a heart attack or something terrible like that you know yeah but I remember the first day I left her office thinking this is where and I cried that day and I remember getting in the car and thinking to myself, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be mm, yeah. right now. I've been led here now. Yeah. Oh my goodness, big deep breath. Um, so she she basically gave me, uh, on a health level and a personal level, what you gave me on a business level. She gave me a strategy. She gave me a protocol. She gave me a routine to work to. She gave me something that even when I think I'm failing, I can mm. fall back on yeah. and it, it picks me up. So there are so many kind of weird, you know, mirror image situations going on between that kind of parallel really between the journey that I've been on with my health versus now what business is coming to. The business ended up where it was because I was just working, 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 shooting, 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 editing, 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 you know. And then when I got ill, it was my busiest year on my feet out working. So any kind of marketing that I'd been doing, which I think had all been very organic and, you know, sort of you know recommendations and keeping in touch with the old clients and all this kind of stuff that all fell away because I just wasn't well enough to do it all and then I find myself hitting a wall where I realized that the bookings for the year ahead just they weren't there and I was like 
oh no <laughs> and the balance the balance was off in my life so now it's a, a really it's a really interesting time a really transitional time for me and a lot of the conversations that are happening every conversation you're having so far I feel like it's really aligned with sort of where I am and where a lot of people probably are and especially a lot of women a lot of self-employed women um <laughs> you know it's so easy to to get to that stage where you're just totally burnt out and you think that if you stop and take care of yourself for five minutes that it's all gonna fall apart yeah and actually weirdly what's happened for me is those times where I've deliberately taken time to care for myself those are the times that I go back to my email inbox the next day and there's like two calls booked in and three inquiries and you know people confirming they want to book and I'm just like this is actually insane <laughs> like I mean Matt and I we bought a camper last year just because of everything that's been going on and I struggled to go away at weekends like yeah. you know and take that time but every time I did I got a nice inquiry or someone booked a call or something. Oh, I love that. This is the universe telling you that you need to relax and you need to take time And it's a bit like what you say about hustle versus flow. Mm. I know the difference between the two feelings now, Mm -hmm. but every day is a, you know, it's a constant journey. Oh yeah. Uh, Yeah. And it's not a, I don't think it's realistic to think that we get to a place where we, it's not this give and take this, this dance of, hustle and flow. You know, I do think that there are times in our business and in seasons of life where maybe we do need a little more of that, like a little yeah. bit of hustle. And, you know, maybe there's seasons where we are more in flow and ease. And yeah, that's so beautiful. I want to call attention to something that really stuck with me, what, what you were just saying. You were talking about how you felt like you walked out of that, her office that day and you had like, you were emotional. You just had this sense of like, this is right where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. And I think what's so beautiful about that is first of all, that you leaned into your intuition. You totally had the awareness of not just taking the pill that that first doctor gave you, but you were like, Hey, I think there's something more going on. My, Mm -hmm. my intuition, my internal guidance is telling me, "Mm, no, this isn't the answer for me at this time. Now that's not nothing against that doctor or against that pill, even just for you at that time, it was not right. And you listen to that and you continue to follow that internal guidance. And you came away from that experience, just knowing like this was right. This was good. And this was true. What I love about it is that you could have gone to, I mean, there surely are hundreds of doctors around you, probably even thousands of doctors in your country that are very similar to her and the way that she does things, right? But you may not have had that same kind of experience walking out of one of their offices that day because they may not have been the right person for you. And I think mm-hmm. my the point I want to make with that is that I think a lot of times as a photographer, as a creative, we get stuck in this kind of scarcity mentality where we feel like there's not enough for me because so-and-so over there is super talented and they just booked a client that I thought I was going to book. So Mm -hmm. all of a sudden we take that and we go inward and we start to have this kind of shame or just negative self-talk. You know, it can be very defeating, very discouraging, But I think when we can shift our mindset to really think about it, like, no, maybe that client was actually meant for them. Maybe they are more aligned for each other and that there's somebody else that will come for me. And you begin to kind of trust the world, trust the universe with all of that, that the right people will come to you if you have the right strategies, if you are doing some pretty simple steps to kind of be attracting people to you and walking them through your process. I think it's really it's beautiful to me that you had that same experience after that. Same, same with my course, same with, you know, the mm-hmm. booking course that you are in. 
there's a million people out there teaching how to attract and book clients. There's so many people, you know? Like, it's so funny because I literally found your course about a month after I started seeing that doctor. And I had been doing, because I do this about November, December, January, February. In the past, anyway, I would start this sort of flurry of quiet season. I'd start this flurry of marketing uh, lessons and um, how, how do I get better and what needs to improve, you know. And I must have sat through a million of these free webinar hour long things, you know, and I'd taken notes and blah, blah, blah. And and every single one of them, I'd get to the end and they'd be selling their course and I'd think, hmm, nah. If I'd take notes and I'd try and take what I could from it, you know, I'd be hustling away thinking, well, what, what did I learn, you know? And then I signed up for yours and I'm sitting listening away to your webinar and literally the tears are streaming down my face within Aww. five, ten minutes. <laughs> and that's when I knew. I was like, right, this is it. This is the one, you know, and it wasn't a hesitation. You know, I got yeah. to the end. Here's how to sign up, signed up, you know. And yeah, you're right. It's a bit of an instinctive thing. It's a gut instinct thing. And and it's funny because in the business with the course, I've talked to my friends and family about things that I've implemented and, and how great it's been. And it's been the same with my health. You know, I've talked to them a wee bit about the protocol and what I'm on and what I'm doing and how it's helping me. And people are cynical. It's not always the easy route to go with your gut instinct and follow, follow that feeling. And actually, sometimes you can't put your finger on how you know or why you know, but you just you just know, you know. Yeah. And actually, sometimes you do get a little bit of kickback from people who are indifferent. And it comes down like you're always talking about mindset. It's about how you see things and how open you are to, to things, uh, how in touch with yourself you are, mm-hmm. which, again, is just a constant journey. But I do believe that, you know, there's, there's something that sticks in my head all the time. And I don't know where I heard it, but it's <laughs> someone once said, the universe only understands vibes. Mm. it doesn't know good or bad it doesn't get shame you know the energy in the world it just understands whatever energy it is that you're putting out and you reverberate that back to yourself all the time now that doesn't mean that if you have a bad day you should be feeling awful because you're putting out the bad vibes or anything like that but often what we choose to focus on and how we focus on it is where the results come from and where the the and if we leave our minds to do the healing work that they need to do if we switch off every now and then and we're not always focused on work or trying to solve the problem that's when the answer comes and that's when you hear the voice that says oh yeah that's what you should do now or that's what's right for you you know and I guess most of it is just learning how to be confident in that I'm interrupting this episode briefly to invite you to join me for my digital at-home workshop to help you uncover limiting beliefs that holds you back from achieving your dreams. To access it, go to almondleafstudios.com forward slash limiting beliefs. Light a candle, grab a pen, get cozy with the printable workbook and a 40-minute workshop that will help invite you to take a look at the ways that your subconscious beliefs might be hindering the goals you have in your business. Again, go to almondleafstudios.com forward slash limiting beliefs to get your free access today. Now, back to the show. And also for me, I think the challenge for me is like learning to give myself that permission and that space to get quiet. You know, I, it doesn't yeah. usually come when I'm in that hustle mode. Like if I'm in like, go, 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 got to get things done. Got to go move. I got to move. I, I don't usually hear that well, that yeah. kind of internal guidance or, you know, maybe a pivot that needs to happen even in that day, you know, maybe there's times where I've felt like anxiety starting to rise up in my chest. I usually feel it like in the center, like I get this, like 
kind of fast, almost like a burning sensation, you know, like a tingling burning. And it's, it's not a pleasant feeling, like not a good kind of warmth. It's like a very intense kind of anxiousness. And when I feel that sometimes in the middle of a workday, there's been times that I used to just power through and I would let it literally like build and build and build and almost cripple me to the point where I can remember like stepping away from this happened. I mean, more often than I want to admit, <laughs> where I would step away from a workday and step into my family or go see David. And I would literally be like about to have a panic attack because I felt so overwhelmed by my to-do list. And I felt like the more that I worked that day, the more my to-do list grew somehow. It didn't make any sense. It somehow just built and built instead of me being able to cross things off. Like as I was crossing them off, it felt like more just kept coming. And then there's been other times now to contrast that where the more that I have learned to really listen to that. And now when I feel that I immediately will like stop what I'm doing if I can, and I'll just go sit and journal or go on a walk or go on a hike or go for a run with my kids, you know, go do something could change the complete state of my being. Like how maybe I need to take a bath. Maybe I need to read a book. Maybe I need to rest and be still, or maybe I need to journal or be active. Whatever it is, the current state of my body, my physical body is not allowing me to get into that kind of flow state where things do happen so easily. And so I've noticed that a lot where it's just been a completely different experience because like you're saying, sometimes when you take that rest or you take that moment of self-care, it's crazy what happens in your business or you come back to it and all of a sudden you've knocked out the entire list in like two hours that would have taken you two and a half days. It's just wild how it works. And there's a lot of science behind it. Like it's actual science. It's it's not, you know, I always worry that people are going to think it sounds really sort of woo-woo and, you know, crazy, but there's so much science. Like the way our brains work, you know, there are different levels that we can be in at any given time, you know, when we're working and we're very conscious. There's that Western sort of mode, which is called beta. And then you can go down into alpha and then theta. And then I think it's delta. That's the one where we're proper sleeping and dreaming. And actually what it is, it's a rhythm a rhythm that you can monitor on, like, you know, you can be hooked up and you can see these sort of brain waves. And if you learn how to switch from one mode to another, you can actually relax and allow, it's like certain parts of your brain click into play. And I don't know whether it's the amygdala, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist, but there's a part of your brain there, it's like the emotional centre and it really does a lot of work in the background if you're able to sort of allow yourself to relax. So we think that we're just one thing and that we're just all these, and we're in control as well. We think that we're in control, but actually (laughs) we're totally different in different settings. And I said this to my husband the other day, actually, I was saying, you know how we always used to talk about coming out of work mode and getting into home mode? And he would be like, yeah, which is hard, especially when just now during a pandemic when everyone's working from home and, you know, and I said to him, I was like, I've literally just read a doctor talking about the science of it. And it's actually true. You know, you're actually in a different mode, you know. Mm-hmm. And actually, when you're in beta mode and you're, you know, go, 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 work, 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 your body can't heal. It can't do all that really crucial work that you need to rejuvenate and to revive and to grow, really. So, again, that's something that's come back to me as being so, so important to try and find the time to do something and you know Emily Nagoski's book is amazing the burnout book and and she's written quite a few books and she talks a lot about you know how doing this stuff and getting into that mode it doesn't have to be 
just sitting down or lying down or, or it can be anything. You can be cooking, you can be baking, you can be playing with your kids, you can be doing so many things as long as it's not work. And actually, in the end, it benefits your work and it benefits the whole cycle of your life and everything that's everything totally. that you want and what's going on. Totally. I uh, was challenged the other day by my therapist to like try to find some time and space to actually just like kinesthetically find something to do, whether it's like working with clay or maybe baking bread or playing with Play-Doh with my daughter, you know, something that you're, you're just trying to like give your mind a break and kind of move into this, like the subconscious and be working out some things in the subconscious. And I think that like you're saying, so often we think we have this like conscious mind of like, this is consciously what I think and I can think my way into situations or out of situations or strategies or whatever. And the conscious mind is really beautiful and has a lot of power to it. But I think I'm really curious and interested in what's going on in the subconscious right now. Because I do think most of the work that's happening in our business growth, our personal growth, our healing is a lot of it is happening in that subconscious. And it takes some intentionality to, you know, to find some practices, find some ways to allow change to start to happen in that space instead of, I love control. (laughs) I really like to be in control of things. And so I'm always looking for ways that I can like getting back in control. I think I find myself doing that and I have to kind of catch myself and be like, no, 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 hold on. This is not about control. This is about releasing control and just relaxing and resting and allowing things to come and to go in and out of my life and in and out of my world and on my business with ease and with grace and with simplicity. It doesn't have to be so complicated. It doesn't have to be so hard. Like I tend to make it if I'm not in that state of ease and flow. It's kind of like learning how to trust in a way, in some ways and have, have faith, which can be really hard. And I think when you're, when you're creative and you're sensitive, life can beat you up a little bit. I think it beats everybody up, but I think we can beat ourselves up, can't we? And we have Mm -hmm. to stop and learn that actually if we just allow the space our bodies our minds our brains they're so much more intelligent and fascinating and capable than we sort of consciously give ourselves credit for and if we just allow the space then they'll do the work that they're designed to do you know absolutely I love that so much let's get a little more practical let's talk a little bit just about like practical things like what was your business like before joining Mm-hmm. And then like numbers wise, leads coming in, anything that you want to share. And then what is it like now? And then also correlated, how different is the energy that you're putting into then and now? Yeah. Okay. Great question. Yeah. Before I was, like I said before, I was just like shooting in the dark. So, <laughs> and if an inquiry came through, I'd be like celebrating it. I'd be like, what an inquiry, you know, and I'd just do that thing that, that everybody does. I'd send some pricing information and then I'd just sort of hope for the best. And I spent a lot of time and energy trying to make that process as pleasant for people as possible. But I was never really confident enough to sort of step out there and, and sort of be the expert, really, and sort of have a strategy in place and a, and a way of sort of inviting people in, really, to say, you know, you're interested. Here's what I do. I'll tell you a little bit more about it. You know, I didn't do any of that. So inquiries would come through. I mean, my diary would fill up somehow, but I have no real record and no real idea of how that happened or how how frequent and reliable it was and since the I mean immediately Elizabeth almost overnight not to big it up too much but I went from maybe taking one or two bookings sporadically here and there to having months last year where I was taking four and five bookings at a time 
and you know and knowing kind of that I could anticipate an inquiry every one to two days and you know some months were busier than other months but I learned that my average booking rate boiled down to about 50% overall 40-50% of inquiries turned into bookings and so that kind of taught me you know what I needed to do to kind of up that which I have now done I'm up at something like 60% now and you know, I know I know that so many people who book a call book as well so I know as well what it did was it changed my mindset I've always had a really positive mindset I've always been somebody even when I was like a teenager I was probably really annoying I had like a best friend who was super <laughs> sick she was always everything was terrible for her you know and I was always like really chilled out and quite kind of yeah just go with the flow you know that kind of thing that comfortable teenagers have the luxury of being and so <laughs> I used to always get slagged off for it she'd always be like a oh, pretty good thing and so eventually I started to kind of monitor it a wee bit and not be so positive and not be and sort of try to appear to be more realistic and, and what people viewed as realistic but actually my nature is just naturally to be very like that very hopeful and very upbeat and I realized that if I use that and I think that's what you need to do you need to work out what you're good at you need to work out what your positives are and then you need to sort of work towards them so I started to kind of incorporate that into the whole process and realised that that was one of the, the more positive I was about it and the more I looked into the things that worked and did more of them, the, the, the more it all kind of started to really fall into place. I also love that you're saying, what I hear you saying is that you're coming more into alignment with yourself, you know, yeah. that, that it doesn't even need to necessarily be positive, but because you were somebody who was positive and very upbeat, and had kind of suppressed that for you, it was coming back to that. And so I, I think it's really important for people that are listening to hear, it's not about trying to be like Jill and you need to just be more positive. It's about you getting more honest with who you are and comfortable with who you are and showing up that way in your business. Because yeah. again, there really is no separation between work and business when it comes yeah. to your personhood. Because as a photographer as well, like what works best is when you work with people who you really click with. Mm-hmm. And you kind of want clients that are similar to you. You don't, you don't necessarily want exactly the same people. I mean, I've, what you want is complementary people, basically, I think. And the more authentic you can be and the more comfortable in your own skin you are and the more kind of okay with, with yourself you are, really, the more comfortable the clients feel as well. And that sort of, you kind of draw that in. You do get out of it what you put in a lot of the time, you know. But yeah, so much of that comes from just being kind of okay with with yourself, which is a constant work in progress, obviously. Yeah. Tell um, me about the energy, like energy going into when you first started the course versus how much energy and how different maybe the energy is now. Yeah. Do you feel freedom to step away? Yeah, I still struggle with doing that as well, but I always benefit from it. So I'm at that stage now where I'll get up one morning and I know that if if I want to, I could blog or I could work on some SEO, or I could do some marketing plans, or maybe I could just take the day off, you know, <laughs> like, and it's, it's kind of the weirdest yes. thing to have that choice, you know, and I said to Matt, who's my husband, um, about six months into the course, I said to him, do you know what's so invigorating? I feel like I get up in the morning now and I kind of know what my job is. Mm. I mean, I used to think that it was just taking the photos and processing the photos, and the rest was just a bit of a sort of like oh let's hope for the best you know Mm -hmm. whereas now I get really excited because it's as if I've been waiting for this to come along it's as if I've been waiting for someone to say oh here's what to do you know do that and you'll you'll be fine you know and so I get up and I'm able to kind of have a plan for my day 
I can sort of have a strategy of what I'm going to do each day and I can take afternoons off and I can work it around my health plan and what I need to do to make sure that I don't drain out too much, you know. So it's been great because it's given me, yeah, it feels like it's given me a job to do, which, yeah. <laughs> which kind of makes it sound like I wasn't working before, but I was, I was working really hard, but I, yeah. I don't think any of that energy was very productive. In my health stuff, the first thing the doctor did was cut out a lot of things in my diet that were kind of making it harder for my system to detox and process and heal. And it's a bit like that. It's a bit like learning what it is that's maybe not as productive stuff that's maybe just wasting your time or wasting your energy. It's about learning where to put your focus and then being able to just kind of reduce it all down to those exact things that work. Totally. I was hearing you say like learning what to do. And then I was like, but also it's learning what not to do. Like yeah. giving yourself permission to not be trying to do all the things. Yeah. <laughs> it's just gonna, it's, it is, it's gonna shred you way too thin and it's gonna burn you out because you can't be a master at all of them. So when you can get super clear on what's working for you and your business and then put all your energy into that, it simplifies things. It totally simplifies the whole business and it allows you to to have that freedom and really get a lot more time back. Because when you are working on your growth or your business strategy, you know exactly what to do and you know exactly what that next step is to kind of move things forward. So I love that. And it's cool how that is mirrored in your health journey too, because yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's immediately starting with like, okay, well, let's stop giving energy to these things. Let's stop giving, you know, bringing food into your body in these ways. And let's start to simplify things first. And then we'll start to build and grow and see momentum happening. Yeah. One last question for you. Do you feel like there are people that come through your booking process that you're like, nope, you're not the right fit for me? Hmm. Sometimes I've worked quite hard on my funnel and my web, my web design probably too hard I should probably have hired someone to do it for me now that I've listened to your episodes and your podcast <laughs> um, but I am pleased with what I get because I mean just even something as simple as having a, a, a form set up that instead of being name email phone number I've got dear Jill our names are our best phone number it's you know and it kind of in, it psychologically integrates the person with what's going on. So mm -hmm. they feel like they're chatting to me. Mm -hmm. And I think that kind of either deters people or it brings people in. And it, it's almost nine times out of 10, it will be people I'll get inquiries from who are really bubbly, really chatty and having kind of pretty much ideal weddings that I'd like to book. So, and I think that's probably because of the way things are structured and, and how I've tried to put myself across on the website. But uh, but yeah, I do. I do get people who I think, yeah, that's not a right fit. And I don't really think too much about it. I, I, I do the same stuff I do with everyone else. Mm -hmm. And I kind of just say to myself, if it's meant to be, it'll be. And if it's not, it won't work out. And I just put it out of my head. And nine times out of 10, if, it, if I didn't feel it was a right fit, it doesn't come to fruition. And then, I'll, you know, every now and then I'll get surprised. But I do believe that the, the whole process is a learning curve constantly. And sometimes you kind of have to take, I take a book and that sounds terrible, but you sometimes take a book in that you don't think is going to be great. And then it turns out to be brilliant. And the person actually isn't anything like what you thought they would be. But I think for me, that's something that might come down the line. Maybe once I've been doing the system a little bit more. And I mean, the impact on my booking rate is insane from what it was even just a year ago, you know, I went from starting 2020 with literally no bookings in the diary to having, you know, 
almost 30 bookings over the next two years ahead, you know, in the space of a few months. So for me, I'm still obviously on that precipice of what's going to come once I start doing it all. But I'm really positive about that and I'm really looking forward to doing it. But I'm also open to the fact that it's going to be a learning experience for me as well. Because once things open back up again, I think it's going to be crazy busy. I'm like giddy excited over here. I'm like trying to hold it back. So I'm like, I know what comes next for you. (laughs) We're going to get you some more systems and start outsourcing some more and then raise your prices. And yeah, (laughs) Um, let's talk to just, I mean, I'm curious because I think that, you know, when we began this episode, it was kind of about the knowing your numbers and the confidence that that gave you. So when you started, you were saying that you had like very little on the calendar in the books for like, you know, that year. And then very quickly, you kind of filled things up after kind of going through the process. Were those at the same rates that you were at before? I was fluctuating all over the place. Um, I'm quite instinctive about what I need to charge or or I was before anyway. I would see other people charging almost half what I was charging and I would always think, how can they afford to do that? That was without knowing the structure of knowing your numbers. So I I think I I was kind of either one you know, £100 here or there on either side of the total number that I came up with in the end when I did that module. So I was quite, in a way, I was kind of happy that I sort of had roughly been hitting the right sort of area. But I had been way more flexible and people would probably have got more out of me for less in the past because I didn't have that structure in place and I didn't really know how I'd come to that number. Yeah, Um, that's the whole reason that whole module is in there because I, I noticed that, it's one thing for me to teach somebody a system of like, okay, a lead comes in and then this is what you need to do. And this is, you know, how you kind of move them through the process and build that trust. But if you don't have, if first of all, if your work doesn't represent the kind of client that you want to be attracting, that's problem number one. Mm-hmm. Second problem is if you don't feel confident moving them through that process, that's a big issue too. People are going to sense that they're going to feel that. And so that's kind of why we had to like go back to the beginning and say a lot of people you know, maybe people that do come through the program do need to work a little bit on their own work and on bettering the quality of their work. But most of the people, most people even listening to this are probably like, no, I know that I'm pretty good at what I do. I've got the skill to do it. I just need to figure out how do I get the right people in the door and how do I build that trust and build that connection enough for them to trust me and book me because I know I'll do a good job at their wedding. And so I think the knowing your numbers, that's the most beautiful part of it. It's really just figuring out. For me, it was also like, recognizing if I have a, what I call like the don't go lower than number, you know, if I have this number that I I refuse to go lower than, because if I go lower than that number, I need to actually, I actually do this. I actually like put my daughter in my head and say, do I actually want to go shoot this wedding or spend that time with my daughter? Because if I go lower than this number, I'm basically giving away my time for free. So it's not a business at that point. That's fine. If it's a passion project, it's just something I really want to do, but most of the time I'm going to say, actually, I'd rather choose my daughter. I'd actually rather choose to hang out with my family or go on an adventure or go do something else because this is really meant to be a business as much as I love it. As passionate as I am about it, it's really meant to be a business. And so I think like you're saying, like the psychology of what happens when you have that don't go lower than this number it really changes everything. And it it does, it approaches, like when people approach you, you're the way that you handle that situation is so different. You know, when people come to me, I'm just like, cool. Like, and I've had people, I had a conversation yesterday actually with somebody who asked, they were looking to book video. So they were looking for David 
and we got through a phone call. We were kind of near the end of it. And I was just kind of sensing like, "Mm, I don't know if these are really going to be the right people for him. So we started talking about budget and I just asked, like, do you guys have a budget in mind? And their budget was less than a quarter of what his starting point was. And they wanted like a bunch of bells and whistles and And so I just had to have an honest conversation and just say, hey, like, you know, we would be honored to be a part of that. But this is the reality. They kind of pushed back and they were basically asking for a discount. Like, well, if you can put something together, we probably can't get to to that number, but we could come more, you know, maybe somewhere in between. And I was just kind of like, no, I'm sorry. Like for him to show up, like this is what he's worth. This is what the Mm -hmm. prices are. And we feel confident in that only because we know if we were to give it away for less than that, he's basically just going to miss a weekend with his family and not really be making a whole, like, it's not really business worthy at that point. Yeah. I think that's one of the biggest things for me. And I used to think it was just a Scottish mindset or even a British mindset because we are very, you know, we can be a wee bit sort of hard on ourselves and very kind of stiff up our lip and blah, 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 blah. And no one talks about money and all this kind of stuff. So I used to think maybe it was just that, but the change in my own mindset and the confidence level and, and knowing that actually there's absolutely no shame in running a business so that you can facilitate your lifestyle. That's what everybody is doing. Everybody is out there working at their job to be able to come home, pay their bills, spend time with their family. You know, you don't get other people going out to like their office job and having someone come along and say, well, you know how you're like, you know, 20 pounds an hour. Can you just do today for like 10 pounds an hour, please? You know, well, no, (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing my job. And this is how much it costs, you know, and it's it's like building a house, you know, it's a foundation once you've got those, those numbers in place and you know what you're building on and you actually know in your own mind that you don't have to explain it to anyone. You you don't owe anyone a breakdown of what, why it costs, what it costs or anything like that. You just know in your own mind that this is what it takes to do this and to do it the way you do it and to be doing it for as long as you've done it. And that your, your product is of value. And what you said as well, right at the very start of the course, which is that you are the only one that can do what you do. Mm. You know, there might be a, a million videographers and photographers and, you know, but we're each our own individual people. We bring something unique to what we're doing. So if people connect with that and they know that you're honest and straightforward and authentic and hardworking and committed to what you're doing, then at the end of the day, you've got every right to just you know, call it what it is and let it be that. And if people don't want to pay that, then fine, that's okay. You know, they're just not right for you. That was another big mindset switch for me. And it's just a matter of staying focused on that and not letting your your mind go elsewhere. It's, it's the sort of Tyler, you know, approach of, you know, keep your blinkers on and don't be looking at what other people are doing and all that kind of stuff. You know, it just, it's like what the doctor said, just don't put your energy where it's not going to, bring you benefit like yeah which is hard sometimes but yeah it's a good practice to get into the habit of oh you're amazing thank you so much for taking the time to do this I've just oh, loved no, this conversation no I'm so grateful for you tell us um for anybody listening that maybe wants to check out your work and support you and follow you where can they find you sure my business name is long it's um my own name it's still cherry porter photography and that's still cherry and I can be found hanging out mostly on Instagram. And my handle is at Jill Cherry Photo. So yeah, come along if you want. Give me a DM. Give me a follow. I enjoy a meme. You know, I'm quite relaxed on Instagram. <laughs> Doesn't have to be. You don't have to be getting married to get in touch with me. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me, Elizabeth. 
If you enjoyed this podcast today, do us a favor and hit subscribe and then leave us a review. In fact, to celebrate the launch of this podcast, we're doing a giveaway of $100 via Venmo for one lucky reviewer each month for the first three months. All you have to do is leave a review and be sure to drop your Instagram handle in the review so we know how to get in touch. If you're looking for more, you can find us at almondleafstudios.com or on Instagram at almondleaf. Remember, you are enough. You are love, you are light, and you are worthy simply because you exist.